and from the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a large gathering of the redeemed children of God. And for the part of being here with you, it is a joy to be with all of you and to once again renew acquaintances that we have known in other years and other times and new ones. Seems so, and all of you can testify to the same thing, that we don't have to know a child of God very long, but what we know that we have a friend who talks the same language that we talk. Sometimes perhaps we have had the experience of traveling for several days in a row. Maybe we have visited many of our friends and relatives after the natural. And even then, as nice as it is to be with our own people, we rejoice when we can once again get to someone and say God's peace to them. This is how it is when we travel. I have had that experience. We sang a beautiful song here, and it says, I'll always be content my cross to carry. So many times I wonder if I should sing that song. I know that after the Spirit that this is true, that we are content to follow after Jesus in whatsoever paths that he would have us to travel. But we are also of the flesh, and many times we are not content with that which is given unto us. But nevertheless, we have a God who knows our frame, and one who is familiar with what we have to carry here. Recall that he is the Savior who even tasted death in our place. Brother Carl was here last evening and brought you greetings. I had no idea that from this position that I would bring greetings, but m many of the children of God who did know finally that we were going to go, it was not uh, so sure the early part of last week, but towards the end of the week it became more sure that we would come and those children there of God who walk even as you do who are gathered from many parts of the globe in much weakness they ask to be remembered by you and also to send their loving greetings it is a difficult place to stand here but if I had to stand here thinking that perhaps it would be that I must rely on what I would have to say, it would even be worse. But this I know, that if God chooses to reveal through even one such as I am, a sinner saved by his grace, he can. He can speak through me, I believe that. I believe that he can speak much better through my brothers. 
but it's very difficult often to believe that he will through me. But I also have this feeling that if our Lord chooses not to speak through me, it is to his glory also. We have uh, in Peter a portion of the word of God which is a comfort to me, which I am not taking as a text here, but which says, If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever, that God may be glorified. So I believe that if he would humble me, sufficient that he would anoint my tongue, he can also reveal his word to me. And I pray that I would be an obedient child of God that would speak whatsoever he would reveal unto me. You know, we have the flesh, which is always a stumbling block to us. If we could leave the flesh, even in the chair there, and come up to speak, it would possibly be better. But that is impossible. We have to take it wherever we go. It goes with us. God has left his word with us, earthen vessels, this is his plan and not mine. But we have many thoughts of what it would be if, but it isn't. It's God's plan that he left his word with his own people. And they are earthen vessels. Thanks be to God, even as I have read, that all glory and honor would be to him. Many times the children of God come here hoping and praying, I should say always they come here hoping and praying that they will receive food for their undying portion. But I do know that there are also those who come to the services here who have not yet partaken and reached out in faith to that gift which is ready and waiting for them. And if you have come here tonight and have been here even many days hoping and praying that you would not have to leave the services without the peace of God, the hearts of all of the believers who are close by have you in mind also and we pray for you even now to seek him while he may be found. There is no assurance for tomorrow, the word tells us. But today, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts and make it known. For the word tells us that you should pray in secret, and we pray in secret. And God will reveal openly. He will give you the grace and the strength to make it known what your heart's desire is. And he will give you the strength to stand up on your feet and ask. 
Ask and it shall receive. Let us read also from Peter, prayerful that God would reveal his word. The first chapter of the first epistle of Peter, from the 18th verse through the 25th, which read in Jesus' name as follows. Forasmuch as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversations, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God seeing ye have purified your souls in obedience through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever for all flesh is as grass and as the glory of man has the fire of God the grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word that the gospel is preached unto you. Amen. Gracious heavenly Father, blend us of thy wisdom here in Jesus' name. was that disciple who was brave and strong. And he was one who acted quickly. He was one whose activities were recorded throughout. They recall that he made such a Thank you. 
thinking. Thank <laughs> you. 
Without the shedding of blood, we have heard through many of these sermons here words of encouragement. But without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And this is indeed as simple as that. This is the one who has paid the debt. And with the precious blood of Christ, the word tells us. A lamb without blemish. Mind you, he is one who had no sin. We could conceivably understand doing something good for our neighbor. But here is one who left his heavenly homeland, left the Father in heaven, and was obedient to the Father. Because of what? Because of the love of God. You know that the same Lord Jesus counted it but joy. It says that for the joy that was set before him, he, what, he endured the cross. And this joy was that you and you and I could be there throughout all eternity. And with otherwise, there was no way of escape. He looked down and there was not one, no, not one, without sin. This is the type of gracious Heavenly Father that we have. If it were possible, God could have us on our feet, rejoicing and thanking Him for this gift. But because of this flesh, we often sit there cold and tired and sleepy. This is my experience. Cold in heart, I mean. We're not cold in natural tonight as we were last night that God has seen fit, that we have had good weather. But I mean, cold and hot, even when we hear his word, but you see, it isn't a matter of us, whether we can decide when we are going to have a sickened heart and rejoice in our heart. But God gives us that gift occasionally. He knows what we need. 
You know, when he, before he left, after he had gone to the torment of the Garden of Gethsemane, where it was that he took the heaviness of the sins of the whole world upon him, and where it was his sweat was as though it were great drops of blood, it tells us, where he even fell underneath the load of the cross and asked the Father if possible if he passed Not only one. The Father's faith was turned from him and he alone did bear his blood. Grace of Heavenly Father, even as we sit here tonight, give us that special blessing that we can once again know what great death thy son paid for us. He went on there and he was brought before Pontius Pilate and he was crowned with a crown of thorns. We think he had it bad when someone would snipe, would slight us because of our faith. And this doesn't happen much. Probably because most of us do not sufficiently confess our faith before this wicked and But there is nothing that we have in more ever could which the non-character of our faith we should be suffered because of our faith. There be nothing that would save us.
This is what we found. He told his disciples to stay here in Jerusalem until endued with power from on high. And we all know, even as this we has read once again the scriptures of the Easter time and of resurrection and of Pentecost, that he did indeed send his spirit in his heart. And this is that same spirit that leads us today from day to day. It is not so amazing, I guess, that we don't quickly understand lots of things. God has to work with us and take us through many trials, and from these trials we can learn. Recall that the disciples traveled with him for three and a half years. And it was not until after his death and after he had risen again that he appeared unto them and he opened up their understanding to understand. This is when they who had been with him in, walked with Christ. This is when their understanding was opened. And this is what we also, this is how our understanding, we are begotten again unto a lively hope. This is the lively hope that they, that they also obtained. It was after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is where we have hope that leads us unto eternal life. Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. This would startle us also when we are told to love one another with a pure heart fervently. As you sit there now, look into your hearts and see whether you love your neighbor as yourself. Do you forgive your neighbor his trespasses even as we pray in the Lord's Prayer? as we forgive those who trespass against us. This is how God, we are asking him to forgive us, even as we forgive those who trespass against us. But thanks be to God that even this poorness and weakness that we have within us cannot keep us from eternal salvation. Because Christ Jesus' redemptive work has paid our entire sin debt, even all the sins that we will commit and have to put away as we walk here. They are forgiven. We probably should speak some of that also. Perhaps this is what keeps us from having love one with another, one for another with a pure heart fervently. Perhaps it is sin. I know that unbelief sets in our hearts and we have to pray to God that a and tell him, I believe, Lord, forgive me my unbelief. But I know that sin can also come between us. We can have cold feelings, and we can have outward, outright offenses with one another that do not get forgiven. The Word tells us, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses,
Let us lay aside all the weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us. Perhaps if we were obedient unto the inklings of the Spirit, and I know that it would be if we were obedient unto the inklings of the Spirit, to put away all the sin that does be hold us down, and that sin includes also the lack of love for our brothers and for our sisters. This is close to me also, for often I find because of this flesh that I do not have sufficient blood love for my brothers and sisters. But here we are told that see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. It isn't wrong. It is, there is nothing so right as to encourage one another to pray to God for a forgiving heart. For if we know how to give good gifts to our children, and we being like we are, full of corruption, how much more does God know how to give us even the gift of love for one another if we ask him? This is why he has taught us to pray. And I have tried to teach our children that God wants us to speak to him, talk to him, our Father. That's the address we have, which art in heaven. He is indeed our Father, but he wants us to communicate you know, in this world, I have found, and I have been in the business world most of my 35 years of work, that when we have had problems in, in the business, in the various departments of our company, what is it? It's a lack of communication. We don't communicate with one another, and oftentimes the communication has gaps in it or plugs in it. So it's difficult and we have to go and find out what the problem is. You know, if we lack this, that we don't ask God, if we don't communicate with God, we are also remiss. We are not going to be saved by this, but I know that we are going to have a happier life in Christ if we commune with God even as the song says, ere you left this mo your room this morning, did you think to pray? How many times I have been long into the day before I have remembered to pray and ask God to bless me even for that day. But I have found this, that as trials have come, and we have had our trials, as you have all had yours, that it seems that God can work more easily in our hearts. And these trials have been given to us for our benefit and for his glory and for his honor. It seems that it is easier, and this person that you see in front of you has had to be brought to his knees, and I mean in a natural sense also, because of the heaviness of trials. But God is close then. It seems that he answers your prayers. He is with you, even in the heaviest trial that you have had. He is with you, but he wishes that you would acknowledge this and praise him and thank him and ask him for his continued blessing. This has been my experience. And don't be afraid to God. pray to God, for his word tells us to pray without ceasing. 
what a friend we have in Jesus. We sing, and we can go to him in prayer. As I said before, God wants us to speak to him and to pray to him. He is the God, and we are that which he has molded and is molding. And he will reward us at, as his goodwill, as it seems good to him, and openly. We being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and the same word came and dwelt in the flesh. Who is this word? This word is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is the same incorruptible seed. This Christ Jesus, as I have said before and I will say now, who loved us so much that he left his heavenly homeland and came here to be our the propitiation for our sins to pay our sin debt simply as that is. Thanks be to God, for all flesh is as grass, and the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. It says here that all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. Let us think in our own lives, as we gathered a year ago in Grand Rapids, there were many there that are not here today because God has called them home. Two of which I know of that were there and are not today. And we miss them. But this is one thing we know that those who have gone on with a lively hope have taken note of this, that they were flesh and that this body was going to return to dust. Dust thou art was not spoken of the soul. The flower of the grass, the grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away. The Bible tells us the old must die and the young may die. We've had that type of warning also in recent years amongst all of us. And this God speaks to us, you know, death is a silent reminder and a grim reminder. We had, I think it was five young people within, within a year's time in our area out there who were taken very quickly. So young people, don't think that because you are young that you have assurance for tomorrow and you can somehow live today as you please and that God will give you grace for tomorrow. Indeed, God is a gracious God, God and there is grace for you, but you have to receive it now 
His gospel is preached tonight. Jesus Christ is passing by as we sung last night. Jesus Christ is here tonight. The most important guest that the Lorem Convention could have. For where two or three are gathered together in his name, he has promised to be there in the midst of them. And I would like to speak to the young people even. We have some quite young ones yet also. And I know that your peer groups are strong. There are many things that perhaps you would like to participate in after the flesh. And you wonder, how is it your parents have taught you this way, but it seems that there is another way also. And it looks so good. Listen to those old folks. And when you become older, you will thank God that you were given Christian parents, believers, blood-bought saints who have taught you through the gospel, even there in your own homes, that when you have erred, that you can hear that that error is forgiven and blotted away in Jesus' name and in his precious shed blood. This is a very simple message, but this is the message here says, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Hear it while it can be heard. Ask God for ears to hear, and he is not short to give gifts such as that. If you ask him to help you through this day, he will do that. And he will help you through the next day, if there be one. But this is the only day that we are sure of, and that's the one that we are now in. We are on Saturday night of this convention, and I might say that we are in the Saturday night of time also. All things point towards that, that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming soon to take his redeemed children to be there with him throughout all eternity. And thanks be to God that he has made this possible for us and that we can believe that we were of that number that John saw gathered before the great white throne. And who are these? These are those who have had their garments washed in the blood of the Lamb. Thanks be to Jesus for this. In Jesus' name, amen. During the singing of song number 209, your offering will be received. Song number 209.
Yeah.